Welcome, hunters, to the Hunters Hub. This is your host, Fortwan, joined by co-host, Morg Daddy. How you doing? I am very tired. So very, very tired. But okay. I can get through. I can get through the day. I'm fine. I mean, it's only like two to three hours of recording, right? <laughs> uh, well, it depends Sli on what we're going to be talking about, so... <laughs> slightly making fun of myself and trying to keep shorter episodes. And then, uh, co-host Pan, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm a little concerned because I didn't hear more clap earlier, but uh, that's more your problem than mine right now, I think. Yeah, I know. I'm That always like makes my heart drop when I only hear my clap. I'm like, oh shit, this is... <laughs> <laughs> um, there must so tonight, be like some sort of a time delay or something like that because I clapped like before I heard anybody else's. So I don't know. Oh, if that's, okay. Yeah, maybe it's an audio delay. It's it's the it's the Canadian speediness that you guys have. Yep. Yeah, he's on Canadian time. That makes more sense. Right. Now. Yep. Yep. They just move faster. <laughs> that's just how it happens. That's why they're so nice because they get to go first, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Bullshit, they move faster. Did you see his 15 minutes thing? Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, hey, I didn't know how long it was going to be. I thought 15 minutes was going to be long enough, but, I, but uh, it obviously wasn't. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Fifth. And, of course, you have to say sorry, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, first of all, thank you, Wolfie Melon, for the intro. I think I forgot the past couple episodes for that. But um, t tonight, we're not going to be talking about dating sims like we had said. We're going to take a week off of that and just sort of talk about um, how we're coping with uh, isolation or COVID, having to stay home and not do as much. Now, Morg, I don't think you're doing anything right now because of this stuff. Pan, I think you're also at home. Um Yep. I'm considered essential, but at the same time, that is only on an on-call basis. I've been out on a job site one time this week. So, like, I'm also pretty much at home uh, as well. So, what are we doing and playing in the meantime? Passing the time and, and then later on, and then get into what we're looking forward to later on in the gaming space or... Or other things, you know, if you're looking forward to a new D&D set or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just hoping that uh, Mystic stays in Unearthed Arcana and never comes back. Like, because it's... I uh, just don't like it. I don't really like Mystic at all. Level is this 2, they get a fireball already. I'm like, what is... Is that is that the psionic class? Yeah. Pretty much. I, I ban Unearthed Arcana in my games, so I don't actually pay attention to it. Okay, good, mm. good. It's either by the books, or it don't run at all. Well, the thing, the thing is, is that like two years ago, uh, a player of mine asked if he could be the Mystic, and this was right when the first Unearthed Arcana Mystic or Psionic came, uh, Unearthed Arcana came out, and I was like, yeah, sure. I was a naive wee lass back then. Mm-hmm. And I regretted it, and uh, that player is why I have now banned Unearthed Arcana from my games. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get that mentality that players have sometimes. Like, I want to do everything and be the best at everything, and like, sure, that's a mode of play, like the power fantasy. But like, D and D's a group game, and a lot of times that isn't a group player. Oh, if we want to turn this into talk about our D and D horror stories night, we can. Let's go. <laughs> I don't. I don't uh, have mostly... many. <laughs> uh, glue. 
some stalkers. <laughs> so I had one guy ever play a gloom stalker, and he did it for like two sessions, and then he decided he didn't like gloom stalker. They I don't be invisible even... in the dark. I don't like it. I don't even know what yeah, they are. I just never let them be in the dark. It's a it's a subclass of ranger. Um, hmm. They are basically, uh, if you want to be lay edgy Batman, the drow type guy. Oh okay. Or drizzed. Sorry, yeah, my my husband's mumbling drizzed at me. Uh, like it's it's a class meant to be so you can be drizzed. Uh, I have. Am I saying the name? No, right? you're. You are. I'm. I'm. Have, I actually like him and and the series. It's actually my favorite series. I know. I know. But like. I know. That's that's why I, I halted there. Uh, I don't. He's not. He's not super dark emo. Like. <laughs> well, he's not. But players playing as him are. That's mostly true. Yes. Uh. <laughs> so, but it's no. It's a it's a ranger cl- subclass based around Drizzt. Interesting. Does it delve into fighter stuff? Because he's much more of a fighter than anything. I I don't know. I haven't looked too closely at it because I haven't had a player be a Gloomstalker in ages. And like I said, he was only a Gloomstalker for like two sessions before he switched. Right. Morg, what do you think? <clears throat> how does how does Gloomstalker play? Uh, I mean, like, it, it's situational. Like, if you're in, like, dark caverns where there's obviously no light... And the DM is playing it by the book, like if they're playing it by the module, and they're not putting like torches and, and torches and lights everywhere, then Gloom Stalker pretty much has free reign. It's just going around invisible and just killing everything. But um, I uh, I was the kind of the mean DM where I decided, okay, if you want to be invisible, I'll let you be invisible. But I'm just going to uh, fill this entire cavern with spider webs. And you're going to have to deal with all these spiders that have, like, uh, what was it? I think it was, like, 10 feet of blind sight. Tre- tremor sense is, is a lot of the times what they have. Tremor yeah. sense, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was <coughs> another thing I did. I also did this thing, like, okay, so you guys know how, like, some uh, species of crab will attach sea anemones onto the backs of their shells? Oh, yeah. I yep. did the yeah. same thing with an earth golem and a roper. <laughs> oh my god i love that yes i love that so much i'm going to do that yeah so basically what happens is you've got a roper that has what is it i think like 50 feet of reach in either direction with its tendrils and it can grapple things really easily and i believe the earth golem has um uh a burrowing speed of like uh, how fast is the dang thing i can't remember but anyways but it can climb walls and it can also, like, uh, hide itself in the ceiling if it wanted to. So you would have a roper that was up on the ceiling and then reaching down, grabbing people and then, like, restraining them, bringing them in. And then the earth golem would just pop out and then just pummel the shit out of everybody. So I was like, yep, that's definitely for a party consisting of level three characters. I think, yes, a challenge rating 10 scenario. That's definitely fair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. Uh, so I, I want to say that, like, everything about this Gloomstalker does not sound Dritz to me. Like, at all. And the reason being is a big thing about Dritz is he loves the sunlight. It was, like, his freedom from his, like, dark past. Like, he actually acclimates himself purposely to sunlight. So being, like, him going into the shadows and sort of melting away was just sort of a thing of his race kind of thing. It's just drow in general. 
and he was really good at it, but like he more so revels in the sunlight and that kind of stuff. It was, it's very interesting to hear this because like I hadn't, I don't know, I, I the 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 whole I'm I'm a dark elf good ranger got tired in the in the early nineties. Like Driss has been along around since the eighties, so like it's not a new problem. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just interesting because like. I don't know. A lot of people look at Dritz with hate, but that's because a lot of times they have to play with people that end up playing their pseudo Dritz in games and want to be any, some sort of power fantasy. Does anybody even play Ranger anymore? Because, I mean, you could be a better uh, Beastmaster by just being a Druid. You could be um, uh, just straight up a better Ranger just by playing as an Arcane Archer. Uh <laughs> So, I mean, the, like... the last time, the last time I was tempted to be a ranger, I rolled up a rogue scout. Uh, oh my. I had an amazing ranger, and Morg, you know about this one, named mm. Nil. Yes, and I Nil do. And Nil is the mirror of Link, and he was super charisma. I focused on his charisma stat more than anything, and he actually was a decent ranger at the same time. Uh, he was also stupid. And I played him very loud and stupid. Uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. But then again, I'm not a power gamer, so like I don't, like I don't, I didn't play a ranger because it was good or not good. I played a ranger because that's what I thought that a parody of Link would be was a ranger. Oh, and I actually goodness. did. I actually did switch between bow and sword and shield like Link, <laughs> like all the time. I even did his like downward like thrusts and his like twirl spin thing like all the smash brothers moves i did this all the time with all the checks necessary because i'm an idiot and it was fun. yeah well i mean like sometimes that's just the best way to play a character like for example i think it was i was playing as a turtle druid named tongo and he has anybody ever seen rocky and bullwinkle mm-hmm. yes i played him exactly like a bullwinkle he was just slow as, I, I don't, well, slow as a turtle, but I mean, like, he was also dumb as a bucket of nails and super innocent, and he would, like, talk to plants and stuff like that, and then sometimes he would <laughs> even animate them so that they would actually talk back, which was even more hilarious, and half of the, and half of the reason that um, people around the table had to, like, keep drawing up new characters was because... It wasn't that Tonga was broken or anything. He just kept doing stupid stuff that ended up killing everybody else except for him. And <laughs> in Chult, uh. I mean, like, yeah, of course, people are going to lose their characters. But, I mean, like, when he thinks that he's helping and he's not, yeah, we lost a lot of characters. Oh, my goodness. It was hilarious, some of them. And, like, the DM tried so hard. Like, he'll, he even, like, ramped up the difficulty of the game just to try and kill Tongo in a combat scenario, and by the end of it, the the one thing that killed him, he decided to jump into... Okay, so there were these three boxes with these, like, little... I think, I can't remember if they mm-hmm. were levers, switches, or buttons, or whatever. But he he decided to go inside the big black box. And so he goes in, and he cl- and then he's, like, trying to fiddle with the switch. And he's like, it's not working. And then they're like, maybe we have to close the lid. And he's like, okay. And then so they close the lid on him, <laughs> and then they pull this. And then he's like, click. And he's like, okay, I did it. And then they're like, okay, let's pull the lever. <laughs> Disintegration spell. Gone like that. Ah. And it was hilarious, because... Ah. 
I think it was like 70-something damage. I can't remember how much it was, but yeah. Uh, he took damage because he decided to turn into a seagull and fly through a, uh, a giant propeller and took damage from that, so he wasn't at full health. And then, of course, the, the DM was like, ah, he'll, he'll be okay. You know, it's only a disintegration spell. And I'm like, actually, no. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I didn't survive that. I was two health short. And everybody was, like, looking around. They're like, oh, my God. We killed him! Yay! And we were all, like, laughing and crying, laughing so hard. Oh, my gosh. It was such a good time. Because then I got to roll up a um, Aarakocra Cleric. And I was really happy because they were allowed, they allowed me to cut, uh, cast holy weapons on my claws. So I was like, yeah, 2d8 damage for each slash of the attack. And I was like, yeah, it's great. Um, but I missed Tongo. Uh, just uh, this Thursday in, in uh, the campaign that I'm playing in, I'm playing Shank, which is a rat folk uh, rogue who plays as an archer. Um, he, uh, he didn't get the party killed. Um, what ended up happening is he was checking for traps and, um, didn't see a trap. So told the barbarian it was okay to open the door. Barbarian opens the door by kicking it open. Uh, and then that caused the floor to fall out. And, uh, my character, the barbarian and a fighter fell into this goo that did rounds of constitution damage. Oh my god! Wait, was that like a like a an environmental trap ooze, or was it like? Yeah, basically an I... environmental ooze trap, and uh, he ended up like the guy who died ended up basically sacrificing himself because he didn't try to save himself. Like he was like, "I'm saving you guys." Like literally, everyone could have tried to climb out the rope, um, but I <laughs> and the other guy made it out with exactly one constitution. Um, oh my. god. Gosh, and the other guy died. He had he had four constitution left, and or three left. So if the guy rolled, it was a d6 constitution damage every turn. So if the DM had rolled a two or a one, he'd have been fine, obviously. But the DM rolled a six, <laughs> oh. and uh, we lost our barbarian. So then everyone blamed me, and I was like, I mean, he's the one who kicked open the door. I said, They asked, are there any traps? I was like, not that I can see, was my words. And then, boom, kicks open the door, and three of us fall. And it was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And you think that because I, it was the Barbarian, he would have the highest constitution score out of everybody. He did. Oh, my. <laughs> he was in there around longer than everyone else. Oh, uh, no. I only had a, an 11. I barely got out alive. Uh, the other guy had, like, a 15. Um, so I was the first one out so they, cause they knew I would be the first to die and they also need me to check for traps. Oh um, my gosh. so yeah, it was, it was fun. Nice character death. Anyways, that's D and D. I know Pan, you're more of a DM than a player anymore. Yeah, I don't play very often, <clears throat> but like I have been DMing the same game since basically since 5e came out. So mm -hmm. I got that going for me, which is nice. <gasps> yeah, Pan. it is. Pan, I have a question. Now, I know now okay. I know that you are the DM and you you obviously stick to the books for the most part and probably refer a lot to the monster hand guide or sorry, the monster manual. Um, have you ever homebrewed any of your own monster stats? Oh, all the Yay! time. Yay! I'm not the only one. Um, I mostly like unless there's a monster that is exactly what I want my players to encounter. 
and it also matches up to the CR level I want. Most of the time, I will just, like, I'll pick a monster with, like, abilities that are vaguely similar to what I want, and then just reskin okay, it. Okay, that's yep. pretty awesome. <coughs> actually, That's the easiest way to do it. Actually, come to think of it, yeah. I've actually went back and I've grabbed PDFs of, like, third and fourth edition um, monster manuals. And then I would, like, try and, like, convert them into a fifth edition stat block. And then, you know, try and tweak around, like, the uh, the challenge rating, the health, and then, like, how their um, abilities would function in that. Like, some of them are actually pretty cool. Like, there's, like, a, a race of, like, mirror people that, like, hide inside of, like, magical mirrors that wizards own, and sometimes they'll actually look for opportunities to abduct them and then replace them with, like, their own people, and then they'll, like, try and infiltrate the um, Middle Earth or whatever it is. It was, <laughs> it's actually really cool, some of, the, like, the old stuff that uh, comes out of these books. I, I don't disagree. Yeah, that sounds spooky. You disagree? Um, oh, no, I don't disagree. I oh. have... <laughs> I have most of my D&D book collection are monster manuals across the series because, hey, monsters and, you know, I still write ecology sometimes, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't worked on the Wolfkin in a long time, but I'll get there eventually. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> um, so um, I guess we'll we'll talk a little bit about like what what games we've been playing. I've been playing a lot, actually. A lot of different things, um, but uh, Pan. So, what have you been playing to kill the time? Uh, mostly Animal Crossing. True, um, I've been playing. I that. think it was about. <clears throat> I think it was about two or three weeks ago. I think yeah, about two weeks or so after Animal Crossing came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband was like, "Oh God, we gotta get new. We gotta get some video games." And he uh, he basically just like bought me Animal Crossing and surprised me with it. Oh. I forget like I had I'd had like a super busy day or some super crazy day, mm-hmm. and like after it was always like by the way I bought Animal Crossing it should be done downloading on your Switch soon. Huh. And I was like, oh. That is nice. so nice. Yeah. Brown. So I've been I've been playing lots of Animal Crossing. Um, some Rim World. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing a few games here and there to research for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I am still working on Honey Pop for the uh, podcast. I won't go into the details of the unlocked stuff yet. I'll save that. Of course, you're doing it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, I was curious. I mean, let's just be honest. I'll I was just pure curious. It's okay. And then I'm I'm just giving you shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest with my with my uh uh i don't know i don't even know what to call it it's just like it was just okay there's something that was intended by the develop that that's the thing that gets me is like, i like to hear things that were intended by the developers right okay um okay also i was just curious so- <laughs> <laughs> um so i have been so- playing a little bit of that okay um, there is there is a dating simulator game that like my husband recommended as soon as he heard that the topic was coming up for the podcast and it's this is the main game why like I was like oh, I didn't have time to research this this week mm-hmm. but it's called Katawa Shoujo <gasps> I think I'm I am it playing right. that game how did you how did you guys know oh about my God. that okay um I mean my husband knows about stuff from 4chan so. oh okay oh okay yeah he has inside inside okay. news yeah. Okay, well, okay, so I don't know what you know about this game, Fort, but it's basically like this dating simulator game that that some people on Fort Chan made, and it's actually incredibly widely, highly regarded. 
It's incredibly deep. How do you deep. spell it? Uh, K-A... I will type it out. Um, I might look into that if I finish. Okay, so... Yeah, yeah, tell. that's how you spell it. It's a, it's actually a really good game. I, I would recommend it for sure. Oh, it must be on Steam then. Hang on, I nope. misspelled No, actually, you have to Google it and download it. You just oh, download yeah, it. Oh, yeah, it's okay. a free download. Yeah, it's free. All right, then I'll look that up afterwards. Then if I finish Honey Pop, because I suck at that game apparently. And as I recall correctly, like all of the uh, dating prospects, all of the girls are like differently abled. Yeah, Mm. yeah. That's the way to put it. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, one of the girls is deaf. Um, One of the girls is like the sign language interpreter for the deaf girl. I think one girl doesn't have legs. I didn't. I don't remember every one of them, but ooh, stuff like ooh, that. Ooh, we should keep it a secret at least a little bit until the podcast next week. Just yeah. a little, just a little. That's all I'm saying from now on. But okay. it's pretty widely, like, highly regarded, which surprised me when my husband was talking about it to me. So mm-hmm. that's the game I haven't had time to dive into this past week, but I will uh, soon. So, um. It's about Animal Crossing, so I, I've been playing that. I, um, I think I've had it for about two weeks now. Um, I was accidentally time-skipped. I figured that out. Um, I don't know when or how. I'm guessing my younger daughter did it, because she plays my Switch. Uh, I was actually two days ahead. So on oh, Friday, she's I was cheater. actually... I, you know, I don't think she did it on purpose. I think that's just her messing with the, the Switch and having fun with it. Um, so I was actually two days Does ahead. Does she read yet? Huh? Does she read yet? No, no. She's three. Okay, so she didn't even know what she was No, she didn't it, even know. Um, uh, Cece's just now learning to read, and she's five. So, like, <laughs> neither of them could have done I it. I don't know. I don't know how old kids are supposed to be when they learn to read. I mean, I was like four and reading books. <laughs> uh, I think I started learning. I think I learned how to read at six. So, yeah, uh, yeah. like I, I talk shit about being homeschooled, but like my mom had me reading like child novels when I was like four. Yeah, not me. No, I was full on public school. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but continue. So your daughter time traveled you. Yeah, so I realized that when I could buy turnips on Sunday, and I was like, "What? What? Isn't that a Sunday thing?" And it was like Friday, and I was like, "Um, oh uh, yeah." So it was yesterday. So I, I, I fixed the issue. I switched my time clock back to what it was supposed to be, but I did buy turnips, but they also spoiled. So oh no. So I, I oh no, yeah. I just lost like twenty one thousand bells doing that. Oh, oh, you want to hear my story? Okay. (laughs) So I didn't know that time traveling backwards kills your turnips. Yes, that's exactly what happened. And uh, so so there's a calculator you go to on the internet. There's tons of them. But every day you type in what your uh, your turnips are selling at. Yeah. And uh, it will start making this graph that predicts the peak uh, of your week, you know? (laughs) Insider trading on turnips. Okay. yeah, Yeah, so that's how you know when to sell. So I was doing this. And uh, basically, you know, when I've got a solid block of time, I time travel like a dirty bastard. Mm -hmm. And I time traveled all over the place and I realized, oh, crap, it's Tuesday night. I forgot to look at Tuesday morning's turnip prices. Uh Oh, and I had about I had about eight hundred thousand dollars worth of turnips on my person. No, no. 
Don't do it. <laughs> I did. I didn't know. I didn't know. So I time traveled back in the morning, found Tuesday's price, found the peak day because I had like three days worth of turnip prices typed in at that point. Traveled to that point and realized that I had like every space in my inventory and most of like two rooms of my house covered in rotten turnips. Oh, oh no! Well, did you at least get the ants from them? I did. Okay. Oh yeah, I got ants. Okay. Uh, yeah, don't worry. I. I accidentally I so sold them before getting the ants and the gnats and stuff off of them. Uh, That's okay. It's super easy to get to get more trash. Um, if you leave, by the way, if you leave like a can out because you get cans from fishing and stuff mm-hmm. sometimes. Oh. You'll eventually get flies hovering around the cans. Okay. Um, I will. I will start doing stuff like that because I get it all the time from fishing because that's my main thing. Um, I haven't caught anything amazing like an oarfish or a marlin, but. Um, I don't know. I got a I got a something chub today, which is a really funny name. It's like, what do they call it? But like, I love the jokes that come up with everything. So like, oh yeah. So it's like it's like something little chub, and then and then uh, and then the characters like I think that's a little judgmental. I'm like, oh, they made a fat joke on a fish. At least it wasn't a bo- yeah. At least it wasn't a boner joke like that. Could, <laughs> yeah, that could go either way. <laughs> um, oh. Uh, so like I've been enjoying it, but like I also don't play it all the time because I feel like there's not as much to do. Also, I figured out you can't have so much bells in your pocket because my um, what do you call it? Guest services is closed today. Because it's being upgraded. Oh. So now, I've been afraid to open up my borders. Not that I don't trust anyone that that I would invite in. But just in general. Because I actually have bags of money sitting in my living room at the house. You're like Scrooge McDuck. Uh, Well, because I can't put it in the bank or use it to pay off my loan. I'm already on the first room of the house. So I'm like 325000 in debt. Um, So like, I was like... I have like a bag of like twenty nine thousand and a bag of ninety nine thousand sitting in my living room, and I'm like, yeah. But like the game is fun. I just like I feel like there's only like I can only play like maybe an hour or two a day, and then I'm so- sort of done. It's like, <coughs> otherwise, it's just island hopping for money, and I'm like, oh. eh. Isn't there? <sighs> that um is honestly that is Animal Crossing. It is unless you are like a deep nerd Animal Crossing player like some of my friends are. I think I'm about halfway between them and you. Mm. But um, that is that is Animal Crossing. You play it for like maybe an hour a day and that's it. Why do I well, feel like there should be like some sort of like a mortgaging system that you should be able to like sort out with your bank or at least like you know like I mean that's kind of what money. it is invest your money into some sort of that, like uh like some sort of an account like a savings account with like There is. Really? And do you get interest? Yes, he just like he said the uh, guest services building is under renovation, so he couldn't go to the ATM. Yeah, oh. yeah, it's just closed. The, the only reason why I'm hiding yeah, money in my room interest. is because I can't put it in the bank. That's it. Oh, oh. Yeah, there is like an ATM where you deposit your money and you pay off your mortgage, and you do get interest uh, if you keep money in your savings account. Yep. Oh my God! This is, <laughs> I need to buy this game. I have been putting it off for so long because I don't actually have any money to pay to purchase it, but 
I gotta get it soon, because this is like a real-life simulator. I like this. I like this game. I, I mostly I enjoy it. the museum stuff. So, getting the bugs, the fish, and the, and the uh, fossils. The fossils especially. Um, on that note, by the way, I have a whole bunch of duplicate fossils. And um, if you want to come over to my island, I've just got them sitting out on the ground for people to take. I'd have to look to see what I need, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you can look... If you donate every fossil that you ever, like, you assess and dig up, mm-hmm. um, you can go to the Nook ATM, mm-hmm. and somewhere in the, like, you know, you can Nook shopping menu, it will show you every fossil you've ever owned. Mm. So that's, like, a nice list of all the fossils you've donated, because it's a pain in the neck to wander through the whole museum and write them all down. Okay. Oh. That's a good That's a good note. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, if you want to sometime, come on over. I've got about half a dozen fossils left, because I, right before the podcast, I actually had people over to, like, come pick up all the extra fossils. But <laughs> I still got six or seven left that nobody wanted. Hmm. Are they associated what, with specific, if, bo- uh, like, with specific dinosaurs, or can you just... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, they're real dinosaurs. Uh, and they're yeah, actually, like, like pretty I'm, scientifically, like, factual, too, about the stuff. It, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the, I keep getting Archaeopteryxes, though. Like, that's, like, the apparently that's, like, my... I don't have one of those. I've had, like, seven of them. Oh, my God. I actually have one sitting Next in my room. Next time you dig room. one up, think of me. Okay, I will. Uh, yeah, I actually have one sitting in my room as a decoration at this point, because I have so many. Yeah, so, like, you can dig up, like, I think I've got, like, a Spinosaurus skull and, like, a Pachycephalus, uh, Pachycephalosaurus, uh, tail, and mm-hmm. a couple other things like that just sitting out on my lawn, because I... The museum already has some, and I'm like, ah. Uh, I actually some of the maybe some some of the extra ones I put beside the museum as like outdoor decorations for the museum. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, so I actually my extra Spinosaurus skull is actually beside the museum right now. This game is Neat. badass. Yeah, it's it's fun, but the th- like like. I just, I do, you can't do... It does do, get old quick. You can't do a lot. Oh, I did find a, a very lucrative island, though. I got an orange island, which I'm a cherry. Uh, my export is cherries, so that that meant they were worth a lot. So I actually, uh, I actually don't know how much money I got. That's why I actually have the bag of 99000 because I turned in, what was it, 57 oranges on top of everything else. Did you plant any? Uh, I already have, like, 12 or 13 orange trees. Okay. 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 So I I don't I didn't need it I, I just sold it. Um, oh, see, like uh, when I started like getting crazy fruit, I chopped down every single one of the trees on my island. Oh. Except for like five apple trees, and then I replanted them with exotic fruit. Oh, okay. So like apples are actually harder to find on my island now than like anything else. I actually wow. have a lot of cherries still. I haven't chopped down any tree yet. Um, because uh, my girlfriend who's been playing with me. She was telling me, like, oh, no, you have to chop down the trees after they give you fruit because they won't produce any more fruit. And I Googled it. and was like, no, they do it seven times. What? No, they do it. They, so things will produce fruit seven times, and then the leaves fall off and they die. So then you have to replant them. I did not know that the leaves will fall off and they die. Holy crap. Uh, I need to start hoarding some fruit. For me, it's going to be like, hey, uh, well, you'll know when it happens, right? The last time you shake it, it'll, it'll die immediately. Yeah, okay, okay. So you'll... Yeah, because, like, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good hot tip. Uh, this came from Googling, and I haven't seen it in person yet. Um, because she was, like, cutting down her trees every time she harvested. I was like, I, why are you doing that? Like, 
That's super inefficient. Well, so, like, I time travel a lot, so if that's going to happen, it's probably, like, my number's probably coming up soon. Okay. Hmm. Well. I'll report back. <laughs> um, so I've been playing that. Um, I also purchased, and I haven't, I haven't actually owned it for a long time, but I actually purchased Smash Brothers recently also. Really? Uh, yeah, so it was actually my brother's copy, and I played on his, but I felt weird about, um, I felt really weird about playing his copy all the time. So I just never played a lot. Um, then I got my own digital copy on my own Switch, and I was like, yeah, this is better. So now, mm. every once in a while when I feel like just doing some fights, I actually have a, a uh, what I call a, the rule, you know, you make it rule sets. And I made a rule set called 99Yo, and it's everyone has 99 lives. And it's like, uh, took me about, oh, a little over an hour and 40 minutes to finish that one. I can uh, imagine. Holy crap. So, yeah, four fighters for 99 stock. That's kind of, I've been doing that here and there. Once I unlocked everything, it took me a while to unlock all the characters because there's 77 characters now with the DLC. Yeah. I actually yeah. ended up unlocking all the characters uh, when I first got the game in two days. And Ooh, no boy, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I tried to get it all done within, I think it was an hour and a half, um, the first try, and I only unlocked like about 57 characters in my first hour and a half of playing it, and I, I was literally just busting as hard as I could using, um, there's a, there's a little glitch in the game that, uh, well, it's more of like a counter than anything else. It actually counts how many footsteps you take, um... When you're like, mm -hmm. um, when you're in the game and you're in combat or whatever, and when you reach a certain threshold for the number of steps that you've taken with your character, um, whatever direction it is, it doesn't matter. Um, a uh, challenger will approach, uh, and then that will give you an opportunity to be able to open up your roster if you beat that character that comes in. So mm -hmm. what I did was, oh, so you, yeah, I overclocked it by running back and forth for a half an hour every single time in like the single round, and I, I would have it set so it would be two players, no, no PC. So you would have like your one, the other character on the top of the other platform, whatever, and then you'd have your main going back and forth for about twenty nine minutes and thirty seconds, and then you would just walk the second player off at the end, and it would be game over, and then like a challenger would appear and then every time after that after you've beaten that one you would just go into a random um game where it's just one stock jump off the edge of the cliff it would take you less than 10 seconds for you to die and for you to roll to the credits and say oh yeah this character won and then another challenger would appear and you just do that like 10 times in a row and then it would just be back to back to back all these guys coming in and then just me filling out my roster and whew, mm -hmm. It felt pretty good getting all of those characters, but yeah, I uh, I I just played three stock matches. I just played against computers. I didn't even cheat it or anything. I just had fun playing. <laughs> yeah, I kind of burnt That's myself all I did. out doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I burnt myself out on my brother's. Like, I stopped playing after a hundred percent of World of Light, so it was kind of like a a nice return to form. Also, I forgot to mention this. I fixed my computer. I did that yesterday. Oh, yay! So, like, uh, it indeed, my motherboard did die, half of it. Um, so I was still, uh, up until yesterday, I was still fully functional as I was last week when we recorded. Um, but I, I ordered the parts, I got a new motherboard, a new CPU, and then I also got the required power cord 
and bridge. So I actually have two both of my high end graphics cards bridged together. I'm I'm very proud of myself. Nice. And it is a super powerful computer that I kind of have been burned out on. Uh, so like a Doom Eternal, you think would be something I've been playing. Nightmare mode is just a little too hard for me. I'm just going to admit it. So I've not been playing a lot of it. <laughs> no shame, no shame. Oh wait, Nightmare mode. That's the one where you only get the one life. That's it. No, that's Ultra Nightmare. Oh. Nightmare mode is just the most difficult. Uh, uh, the most difficult that you can do. Now take it on the most difficult, uh, and then give yourself no lives, and that is, uh, that is what Ultra Nightmare is. I'm actually taking a picture now. Yeah, so you guys it, can it, see it this. sounds like but, uh, uh, it sounds like an instant stroke right there. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a super fan of 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 the difficulty, but maybe one day I'll, I'll get to a point where I can do that. But that's not today, so I haven't I haven't been doing a lot of that. <laughs> but yeah. that's like the only thing that could really test my computer, also. So I have played a little bit um, to see how it runs because now my super high end graphics cards are working together and beating up everything. And now, like, I can run everything, like, at the... Like, I was already able to run at the max settings before I did this upgrade. Now, I I don't know. Like, I don't have anything to test it. <laughs> mm. This is not possible. It's just um, so. Yeah. So, Morg, what have you been oh. entertaining yourself with? Oh, my goodness. I've been entertaining myself with, would you know it... A lot of Monster Hunter Iceborne, because I've actually started making some decent sets. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, actually, a lot of them have been very meme builds. Most of them have just been, well, I've, this one was an oldie that I knew I was going to come back to because I loved it so much. It's a Sleep Hammer build, um, where the basis is you're taking advantage of a whole bunch of KO damage. Um, you're making monsters exhausted, and you're also putting them to sleep. The funky thing about putting monsters to sleep is that um, Sleep Bomb was always great. Mm -hmm. But what you can really take advantage of is yeeting monsters into walls. Because, like, even if they're pissed off, it doesn't matter. If they're asleep, uh. you can catch them by surprise <laughs> and then go, gotcha, you just clash on, clash on your head. And then you uh. splatter them with your shot and then they go flying into the wall, bash their head. Morg, I'm still stuck on yeeting monsters into walls. Uh, so yeah, that's a thing in Iceborne. <laughs> you haven't got to play Iceborne yet, Pan, have you? No. Um, to be honest, we got Animal Crossing instead of Iceborne. That's fine. Apparently, the problem with our PlayStation has been fixed. I know this because my husband has playing been playing FF7 constantly. Yeah, that's one I'm probably gonna skip for now. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII um, looks like it's going to be a really good game, and I would very much like to get that one. So, um, so go ahead. We have we never played. Neither has ever played the original Final Fantasy VII. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and throw stones at us. No, it's fine. Neither it's a terrible game. Really? I'm going to say oh. it right now. What? Oh. I don't. I have no opinion of it whatsoever. 
But, you know, it was this big, like, cornerstone of gamer society yep. in the late 90s, it, early 2000s. It was good for its time. It's not its time anymore. And, uh, <laughs> I, well, we, we never went back. So, like, we tried to go back and replay it because it came out on Steam a few years ago. And because it looked like such crap, yep. we couldn't deal. And, I mean, I've played Morrowind. I've sucked it up and played Morrowind. Well, yeah. see, the problem is, like, it, at the time, that was good. You know what I mean? So, like, for oh, its yeah. time. No, I know. Yeah. So... So, but the remake, you know, it's all the prettiest uh, graphics that the PlayStation 4 can muster. Yeah. So, my husband's enjoying it quite a bit. There are some, like, quality of life things that uh, they've added that are great that he thinks, because he's never seen them before in an RPG. Mm -hmm. But there's some other things that are definite artifacts of an older generation. Mm -hmm. I bet. Such as, for example, uh, he was wondering why this one NPC had an arena right next to her house. Because back in, like, 1997, like, you know, they couldn't render multiple places or something right. like that. Yeah. And there is this big, there's this big-ass boss battle right next to her house in that arena. Mm. So, like, that's why. That's why that arena is right next to her house. Yeah. But when you complete a quest, it offers you the option to just go back to the quest giver to turn in the quest. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I like that. He, he likes that. Yeah, yeah. There, is, there is also some ode to that, especially when you're uh, unlocking all the summons, like um, uh, Ifrit, for an example, or Bahamut, if, if you ever get that far. Um, you can actually unlock um, certain um, elementally-based creatures. First, you have to fight them as a boss, but then you can unlock them as summons for you to be able to help you during combat. And, yeah... Very much in the same light as that, you would just talk to, like, a person, um, I believe it's the, uh, the same kid who, get, like, you do trades with in order to get materia. Um, you would talk to him, and then he would set you up with the mission in order to be able to do it in a specialized arena. And then wh whether you beat the monster or not, you come back out, and then you, you, you can either talk to the kid and, like, either do something, do it again, or... Uh, pretty much whatever, but I mean, like, it has that same element to it, which I do very much like from the old days. Um, so let me let me clarify, Morg, for for your sake. Final Fantasy VII rode a lot on its high end. I'm going to say in quotations graphics. <laughs> uh, uh, for back then. And and its story for back then, yes, and its its epic story. Okay. I've seen the story once. I don't need to see it again, right? Now, the new one has a new story, yada, yada. I understand why they changed it, because they don't want to make the same game just with a better shine. That makes total sense. However, I cannot begin to play Final Fantasy VII again, no matter how much I want to see that story again, because I'd rather just watch it, right? The gameplay That's is just <laughs> atrocious. Like That's I just why we have can't streamers. stand it, <laughs> right? Yeah. And there are some things I would rather watch them play nowadays, but that wasn't an option back then, as we know. <laughs> um, and the, like the funny thing about Final Fantasy VII, like now as compared to back then, back then they were all a bunch of chunky polygons, but nowadays everybody is looking at them as like these uh, uh, fanfic bangable characters. They're all looking at them, and they're like, "Oh my god." Every person in this series is like sexy. What is going on? And I'm like, you know, I, I see your point, but mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm, I don't. I'm not a fictophile. I don't dig that. 
But yeah, like, yeah, the graphics now, great. Back then, um, I'm gonna be honest with you, I honestly liked Legend of Dragoon a lot better for, for the graphics, and, um, the story was less well, the, convoluted. The, the Dreamcast had, like, amazing graphics for that generation, didn't it? Mm-hmm. They were pretty good. Well, the Dreamcast was the fact that the only reason why Dreamcast failed is because Sega just they they took uh, yeah Sega shit the better yeah there nothing I never had a Dreamcast and nothing against people who like the Dreamcast but it didn't have a chance because Sega didn't give it a chance like they Which were is... trying to be all super secretive and then paha there's a system and then they, and they're like but there's no games I'm like yeah. I mean, that's kind of why Wii U didn't do well. That's kind of why people got kind of tired of the Wii because it got shovelware. Like, oh. if you don't have the games, like, you're not going to make it. And because of what they did, you know, like, hey, or it's... And the first time that developers heard about it was when it was announced and launched, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, was way too late. <laughs> so, like... But there's so many darlings that came off of that system, like Skies of Arcadia, uh, the 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 Sonic game that came off of that, not Sonic 06, we know. Um, was it Sonic Adventure that people liked? Um, probably. Um, I, mean, like, I mean, my husband absolutely loved the ever-living crap out of that game. Yeah. Uh, so. Th- or, hang on, hang on, let me ask it. Was it Sonic Adventure 1 or Sonic Adventure 2? two? I knew it was going to be 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he all okay. Hang on, I cut him off before he finished his statement by accident because Morg started talking. Oh, I mean, I played them both, but Sonic Adventure Two was the one that, like, as a child, was just okay. My game. So my mistake. Sonic Adventure Two was his beloved game, but he also liked Sonic Adventure. Okay. And then I think Power Stone was another one that came off of Dreamcast at that time that people loved, and like, there's a lot of stuff that that Dreamcast did very well. but yeah, you can't you can't do that. You can't I just mean, surprise. It's a console, like they're planning. I mean, I mean, at least it did better than the Sega CD or uh, the Virtual Boy. No, we don't talk oh, about it. We don't talk about the Virtual it. Boy. I was a Nintendo Both fan, like so all games? of this was just like this was immediate water under the bridge for me because I was a Nintendo fan the whole way. So like I only got a Genesis because we got one at a pawn shop for like five bucks one time. Like. So, like, I need to, I seriously need to find a good emulator, and, uh, are we allowed to talk about emulators on this cast? Yeah, why not? We've yeah, done we can them talk before. about those, okay. I guess. Okay, I need to find a good emulator and play, uh, Echo, I think it's called Defender of the Future that was on Dreamcast. The Dolphin? Yes, okay, so, the, so, Fortwan, how much of Jesse's space trash game did you play with us? Uh, I was I in three or four weeks, and then it's fell, o- I okay, was there at okay. the end, and it just fell apart. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, it fell apart because of Christmas. Okay. So, like, I played this psychic space dolphin. Yep. That was my character in that game. And uh, it was partly because of Echo the Dolphin. Um, That was one of my favorite games as a a little kid. That game's hard as balls, by the way. It's super chill and hard. It is. Until it gets scary as hell. Oh, yeah? I didn't get that far. Yeah, no, the the later levels are, like, scary as crap. When I was, like, 17, I finally beat Echo the Dolphin 1. Um, mm. But anyways, so the final Echo the Dolphin game was on the on the uh, Dreamcast, and I've never played it, mm. and I need to. I gotcha. Yeah. The, yeah. The guy who developed it, like, several years ago, he tried to do a Kickstarter to get people to kickstart, like, a spiritual successor. Mm-hmm. 
but he didn't get enough money. Uh, he also didn't really market it. I mean, uh, there that might sucks. be a website that you might be willing to check out. I might produce I the link for it. It's uh, okay. So yeah, it's it's emulatorgames.net if you want to check out any emulators for uh, like actual emulators and ROMs that you can legally get and download. Like assuming that you know uh, you've at least played the games before. And Did you know how to download off the CD that you own? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> if you just have a copy of the game, you can just get it off here for free. Assuming um, that you purchased so, the game. Okay, so Echo the Dolphin. Now, talking about like uh, going back to games, like we were talking about Final Fantasy VII, I actually did replay a game that I played, oh, right before I would say that my daughter was born. Um, my oldest daughter. And it's called To the Moon. Okay. Have you guys ever heard of this? Have not. Nope. Nope. To the Moon. Um, it have is. I may have. Uh, so To the Moon is actually sort of like I don't know how to describe it other than just like a, a an indie story game. Uh, the gameplay of it is pretty trash. I'm not kid- I'm not gonna joke. Like. Actual playing the game isn't there. It is there to facilitate the story that you're playing. Mm. Um, so kind of like um, Life is Strange. Possibly if I knew how that played. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a QTE game. It's a QTE game so you can have fun uh, seeing this uh, teenager with superpowers deal with teenager bullcrap. Okay. Um, it's not QTEs, I, I will say that. You do a lot of... Um, the concept of it is very high-minded, I think. Um, but this game, when I first yeah. finished it, I cried like a baby. Like, holy cow. The emotions that hit you in this game because of what they're doing. Essentially, it's not too different from Inception. Uh, y- yeah, I'm reading it. Or it um, it reminds me of a Memento a little. Yeah, so like, uh, what 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 you are is you are playing two scientists, Doctor Roslin and Doctor Watts. Um, and I wanted to finish this game specifically before we talked about it uh, tonight because it is something I've been playing, and I was like, it's not that very long either. Um, it's actually out on Switch. It actually came out on Switch not that long ago, um, and I got it. Um, but I actually own it on GOG also. It's where I first played it. Um. Essentially, you are going into... This guy's name is John, and he's dying. And you figure out he had a wife that died two years ago. And you're going through his life and you uh, in, in, in his brain, right? And going back through memories. And the gameplay is essentially talking to people, getting five or so memories, and then putting them into a an object, and then sort of doing this weird flip puzzle where you basically just try to... Uh, you guys uh, familiar? There's, they do these puzzles like in Mario sometimes. They're just simple puzzles where, like, if you touch it, it flips over, and then you need to have everything flipped over. But like, lights out. Yes, yeah, like a lights out puzzle when you finish when you get enough memories. So like, you basically go to the object, unlock it, you travel back in time through that object to where a significant another significant memory in his lifetime. So you're going through John's memories and he, his wish, and you're trying to implant a wish. What you're basically trying to do is incept the idea 
or or something in his own memory so he thinks that something happened in his life that didn't really happen and what you're trying to do is take him to the moon he wants to go to the moon and you're trying to figure out not only like how to do it you're going through the memories you're learning about him you're learning about his wife river uh and it's actually a really good uh a really good game to learn about the syndrome called asperger's because his wife has it and it's a lot of the drama in his life is is uh centered around her asperger's syndrome and being married together and their relationship and how they met and stuff. It's a really sweet story with like, it takes a twist that is like, it's got two big twists that are just gut wrenching in it. Um, as far as like story wise. And how much is this on switch? Do you know? I think it's, I think it's 20. I'm not, Oof. I'm not sure how much it is right now. Um, okay. Um, I'm so I'm definitely going to look into it. If I can get it for 10 or less, I might pick this up because I've got, I've got some uh, some money sitting in my Nintendo account from Christmas that I never spent. I'm actually gonna. This sounds super interesting. I'm gonna, actually gonna check right now. I can actually just go to the store page through the menu. Um, but yeah, it's I love this game. Um, before Doom 2016, this was the only game I ever said I liked the story in. Um, up to that point, because like. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm the all, you know, that you should uh, look at me and I'm the ultimate judge of video game stories. But like, I just, I don't like how they're executed very much a lot of the time because I feel like I should be playing the game and not watching it. You end up doing a lot of watching in this game, um, but um, it's, it's very, I don't know. It does it in a way where the gameplay is there and part of the gameplay is sort of learning about John and his life and River and his friends and that kind of stuff and it's just it's so good like <laughs> like no yeah you've sold me on it I just don't know if I want to spend 20 bucks on a game that you said already was pretty light on gameplay yeah but I'm interested um I did not cry this time but um I did get really sad uh, at a different point in the game than I did last time Dude, you gotta play Life is Strange. Maybe. <laughs> or watch a Let's Play of it. I know a good Let's Play that you could watch. Like, damn, dude. Is it an emotional you know, roller coaster? I can't, I can't see the. Pr it oh, is. Boy, I, I don't actually know can't if I'm ready see for the that. price. I literally can't see the price because I've already purchased it. Nintendo, you are super weird. I can look it up. I can look it up real quick. Yeah, I don't know. It was on sale for a little bit, too, but it's not now. Maybe I'll wait for it to go on sale, then. I know I know. I can look on it on GOG. I'm, looking, I'm already it's looking at it. Ten, it's on. $10 on GOG. I know that. Okay. Anyways, yeah, so I've been playing that. Um, I want to talk about this in depth with someone, because I've never seen anyone else play it. Like a, like a spoiler talk one day, because... Oof! This story, and it connects to me in a lot of personal ways. Not that I ever had a wife with Asperger's or anything, but there's there's connections there, especially when I played it last time, you know, back in 2013 or 14. Okay, so I'm going to put the link in the chat real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure that I've looked up the correct game, but it looks like it's $8.39 on Switch. 
Get out of town. Ooh. No way. That's a steal. And like I've got, that is I've definitely got like it. 20 bucks. There's definitely Okay, I got it. like 20 bucks on my Switch account. I'm going to get this. But if I play this this week, I'm not going to have time for the dating simulator game, so... I mean, technically, it could be considered a dating simulator. I mean... I'd call this a slice-of-life game. Yeah, this is more of a slice-of-life game. But mm. it's really cool because it's kind of like Inception. You're actually going into this guy's brain. Yeah. No, I'll, I will definitely pick this up. Since it's, you know, it's like eight bucks, I've got all this Switch money that I've been saving for a rainy day. Mm. You've sold me on this. I'll get it. Awesome. <laughs> I'm good. And then after I beat it, which I don't know the timetable for that. Yeah. It's but um fun fact. Fun mm -hmm. fact. So, you know, you you heard me talking about that that giant test that I had to take on Friday, right? Yes. That was basically the final exam for my degree. Oh, oh congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Morg. Did you? Yeah, that's that's why I haven't had time to play games. Oh, yeah, I passed. Okay, good. Congratulations now. Yeah, no, I didn't oh, want to do it yeah. prematurely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. Um, So a 60 is a passing score. I got a 72, mm. and my instructor said that the, the highest score they've ever seen on this exam is like an 82. Okay. So 72 is not shabby. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, so I've got that exam out of the way. I have, like, two homework assignments that I have to do because my internship got canceled because COVID. Once those homework assignments are done, I'm I'm done. I have no, like, obligations whatsoever except watching my kid. Yeah, I mean, the ultimate obligation, but also yeah, joy of a parent. <laughs> jo I yeah, but um, so I will have a lot more time for video games and whatnot, uh, once I get these two big homework assignments out the way. So I will try to knock out to the moon, but first I will play some dating simulator games. Yeah. Unless we want to talk about to the moon next week. No, um, we don't. No, we don't. And I, I might... Okay. I don't know. I was trying to think of a way to maybe fit this in for my next topic. Because I'd be next after dating, dating sims. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to think, well, um, I don't want to do life sims because... To the Moon would be the only one I had. Um, um, so, Life Sims, so... Wait, hold up. You never played The Sims? No. Not not personally, no. Ooh, okay. That's that's fascinating to me. Um, but, anyways... Uh, so, have you ever played any David Cage games? David Cage. David Cage. I know David Cage. I'm trying David to Cage. think of... What is what David he Cage done. games? Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain... Detroit Become Human. Oh, those games. Those. Fahrenheit. Um, Fahrenheit what? Fahrenheit Indigo Prophecy. And then there's the Between Two Souls. Yes, the Between Two Souls. Yes, David Cage. I have never played one. I, however, did watch and fully enjoyed Between Two Souls played by Jesse Cox. Oh my god, me too. Jesse yes. Cox is um, really great. I okay, like so I actually okay, like that Jesse game. Jesse Cox Jesse Cox's Life is Strange uh, Let's Play was the one I was going to recommend. Okay. So I don't know what what genre you would call those, but maybe To the Moon would fall under that. Okay. Yeah. I, Whatever the co genre David Cage's games are. I'll probably end up do picking something different when I go, just because I don't want to have to think of one game oh, and yeah. sort of shoehorn that in. I'll, I'll, I'll think of something. Because I want to do something different like okay. we've been doing. Like Dating Sims is pretty run-of-the-mill, but we did the post-apocalyptic thing. I think that was a fun topic. Um, yeah, that was. Yeah, so more like uh, what the game is about rather than the genre of yeah. the game. Right. I, I think that's 
okay. possibly a better direction because it, it allows us to get a little bit more I unique agree. and that kind of thing. Although I really did want to do FPS games because like there's a lot to talk about there, but yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, um, I think. Uh, is is there anything else that we're we're burning to talk about what we've been playing already, or do we move on to what we're looking forward to? Um. Well, you haven't talked much about your RimWorld experience for twenty. Oh, because it wasn't much of one at all. I'm <laughs> so I have played it. Um, I I've started maybe six different communities and they all fail pretty quickly. Um. Yep. Um. Have you tried dialing down the difficulty? Yes, I think I'm down to oh. down to normal. I think. I start well. I started at normal. Oh, I went down to easy for the last one, but I still attacked something I shouldn't have attacked. Okay. Which I think was the sloth. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so Rimworld is more. It's not about winning. It's about keeping your people alive for no, as long I, as possible. I understand that. Um, and I I was having fun with it. Of course, you know, we did have that little awkward thing I talked about that one time where I actually named like myself, you, and Hippo that got into it, and, and then it was like, hey. Pan and Cham want to get things on. I'm like, uh, no thanks. <laughs> no, <laughs> they are not allowed. They're forbade. Uh, that feels awkward. But no, I, I haven't really delved into it too much because, um, like I don't know. I've been I've been sort of like dabbling a lot on, like uh, on my computer of just trying to find different things to play. Rimworld didn't really hold my interest for very long, and it well. I, that's a shame but oh well i will probably Sorry. go back to it just not i'm not in that kind okay. of mood to play that kind of game either you know what i mean like i've been more no i get it i get it i've been wanting to do more of like an act i'm still on my doom high except i don't want to play doom so like i'm trying to find like first person shooters like i actually just installed painkiller black today so painkiller is an old school fps and okay trying to go through that um, Morg, what games have you been playing lately? I either zoned out completely when you were saying it, or I've forgotten, or you haven't talked about it yet. Oh, it was Monster well, Hunter so far. Well, so far. Oh, that's right, Monster <laughs> Hunter Iceborne. You said yes. that, yes. And so far, yeah. I'm, the weirdest thing happened to me. I lost all my guard up jewels, and for some strange reason, mm -hmm. they are almost impossible to get because they are a zero point three percent chance of getting it on the high end. So, Oof. I have been grinding, grinding out Good everything job. I could just to try and get, you know, I had like seven of them before I lost them all, and now I had to try and get them all back again. Um, but yeah. Are no. they not sitting in different armors? I looked, I went, and I changed to one of my armor sets. I was like, oh, this has guard up on it, and I put it on, and then I look, and I'm like, there's a level two slot that is empty where there should be a guard up jewel. And I'm like, oh no! But now, <laughs> I will say that it is possible that I will be playing with some friends tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Possible. And as far as I know, there's only three of us, so maybe I could have you join Morg. Yeah, yeah. So far, all I can do is just grind out Lavasioth, try and get more silver tickets, and that's pretty much all I can do. But I mean, aside from that, uh, I've actually worked out. Um, a long shelling um, gun lance set that is sleep based, and this this was really something funny. I, I I don't know what it is about sleep weapons, but I just love them to pieces. Probably because I could just abuse them. 
But anyways, yeah, I figured out that there was a way I, that you could... Um, I found out that, uh, you know the wyvern fire, right? Like, you know, the big charge of... Boom. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the long-shelling gun lance has the highest uh, power potential for it. So what I figured was, why don't I just make it a sleep weapon? I'll just have it so that I can launch the worm stake into the monster, drop barrel bombs in front of it, and then, like, once it's like once it's asleep, it'll have the worm stake, the barrel bombs... And then the wyvern blast on top of that, all dealing huge amounts of damage. I'm like, yes, this is like the perfect meme build. So, uh, which gun lance are you using for the um, sleep? Um, oh, uh, I don't want to say which one it is because you're gonna hate. If it's Safi Jiva, it's Safi Jiva, isn't it? I'm not gonna say it. It's Safi. <laughs> Damn it, Morg, I hate you. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. See, this is this is why I'm so mad at this game. It'd be like, hey, what weapon are you using? The answer for everyone all the time now, Safi Jiba. Okay, so again, I uh, I haven't played Monster Hunter in ages. Uh, what the, is the Safi Jiva sword and shield at least cool looking? It's, yes, it's okay. It is. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, they all are. They all look amazing. <laughs> The problem I just is, hate that they're the only option. On, I'm looking it up. I'm looking up a picture of the Safi Jiva sword and shield. The problem is, is that they're all just too damn good. I can't find any decent pictures in the first like ten Google images. Uh. Oh, boy, I'm gonna look too. Um. Okay, I found one. Uh, that doesn't fit my aesthetic. I would not. I would it's not use it. It's just too red and it, rusty. Does eh? the shield have an eyeball? No. Uh, um. Honestly, I don't like the sword. I don't like the sword. I don't feel like S- that sword and shield should have a big beefy sword. I feel like the sword and shield is a is a very lithe, like uh, fast, stabby, quick. Yeah. Like, thousand paper cuts kind of guy. Slashy weapon. So I should not have a big fuck off claw uh, for a hand. Yeah. Sh- sword. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I, I get yeah. you. At least the good thing to look forward to is that they're going to make it so that all the weapons are going to be able to be reskinned however we like. Yep. So thank we God. Yeah, we are now getting that. layered oh, weapons. Oh, transmog. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because like, like the um the Death Queen Rathian or whatever it's called. Yeah. Dread Queen right? Rathian. Yeah, the, the one death, that looks like a fencing. That's it. Sword. Dread Queen. Dread Dread Queen Rathian sword is like peak sword and shield to me. It looks good. It looks amazing. I will say that. Also, I love the Dread Queen armor, but I fucking hate that giant dress armor on women, on the women. Yeah, model. everybody mm. hates the dress. It's it's not great. So if if, if, if I can, if, if transmogging is finally a thing, I'll be so happy because I can finally actually wear Rathian armor. Yes. Well, the yes. thing is about that is that you can uh, change all of your armor so that it is layered armor. And it goes up as yep. goes from low to high rank. So uh, right now I've got like this really nice set. It's cold. Actually, <gasps> that's another set that I should talk to you about. It is a gold. It's like a mix of gold Rathian and regular Rathian put to one. So you get the benefits of Divine Blessing five, but then you also get extended poison duration and true critical status. It is a phenomenal oh switch axe set because. Um, uh, regardless of what kind of uh, files you're using, if you use your zero-sum discharge, you actually are proccing more um, more of the elemental aspect of the weapon into the monster than anything else. So when you max that out and you just do zero-sum discharge, you're going to be poisoning that monster f- 
guaranteed and for double the duration, which means more ticks of damage. So for like hunts with Safi Jiva, that's like twice as much damage from poison weapons. It's just lovely. On top of the fact that I think it procs um, uh, Divine Blessing. I can't remember how often. Um, must be like 40, 50% of the time that you get in hits. I thought so. it was like... I thought it was like seventy. It was close to that. I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was like more than super half the high. time. Yeah, some, some something around like more than half the time. I'm lowballing it because I I don't want to wank the set, but yeah, it's it's phenomenal and I love it to pieces. Actually, I think it's no no wait. Is it my best set? I don't even. Re- I don't, even, I don't even remember the armor I'm wearing, but I think it does have divine blessing. Yeah, there's a couple of Just sets because. that I have. Yeah, one of them is a Master's Touch set that has, like, Blast, I think, for the hammer. And then there's another one that's mostly Raging Brack with uh, Uragon legs. And then um, a customized, yeah, Gun Lance with Uragon skill on it. And then, yeah, there's just it's just crazy mess of, like, awesome, just awesome sauce. That's what it is. But yeah, that's what I that's some of what I've been playing. Now, there's another game that I've also been playing and this ties into next week's thing. It's Doki Doki Literature Club. My god. <laughs> that game is a nightmare. It is terrifying. It pretends to be all That's it the point. to be all cutesy and lovey and oh, about friendship and poems. No. Stop it. Stop it. Ooh. Stop. Nope. It's for next week. Just, I will say oh, just I wait. will say I know what Doki Doki is because I've watched many let's plays on it. Many. Oh, oh. Um, but uh, I was on I will take Honey Pop freely any day over that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like every once in a while my husband and I get in this phase where we where we just really want to watch someone play a, a dating simulator game and we get like weirdly into it. Yeah. And, uh, like, we, we started watching some Let's Play of Doki Doki Literature Club. It might have been Jesse Oh, Cox. his reaction was so It's always funny. a good one. Always a good one. Yeah. And, like, I think we we called it, like, really early on. We're like, oh, this is a subversive game, isn't it? This is like Pony yeah. Island. Mm-hmm. I remember Pony Island. <laughs> Never even heard of Pony Island. It's I'm a pretty excited. good game. It's a pretty good game. Um... It's 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 a it's intense <laughs> pony Rescue island. Rescue all the ponies from the devil. Okay, that's that's all I can say. That's all it is about, and it's a lot of like lasers, big intense unicorn lasers. So, but yeah, um, yeah, Doki, watching Jesse play Doki Doki Literature Club was was interesting. I got into it from the game theory stuff about it, and then I watched Let's Plays afterwards. So, there's a lot of game theories on it. Okay. Yep. There are other games that I'm also, like, intending to play as well, but I don't know if I should share them yet, um, because they are associated with the other, uh, well, with next week's thing. But I am actually looking at good old games right now, and I'm looking... They have Legacy of Cain Blood Omen 2! For $7! Yeah, so you missed the sale. It was for one penny. Or not no! one penny, one dollar. No, yeah, no, I no. actually picked it and everything else in that series for a dollar. Its only thing is missing is the original Blood Omen. Oh, I can't believe I missed it. Yeah, so I actually owned Blood Omen 2, Legacy of Cain Defiance, Legacy of Cain Soul Reaver, and Soul Reaver 2 
all of them I own, and I got them each for a dollar. Oh. Nice. Oh, man. Well, I I mean, I guess it's something to look forward to. Oh, yeah, then there's Resident (laughs) Evil 3. I want to get that game. Really bad. I really want it. Looks really good. Okay. So so we're transitioning into what Morg wants to play later on. So Resident Evil 3. Oh, yeah. Uh, I still haven't played 2 yet. Oh, you've got to play that. You have to play that game in order to really appreciate Resident Evil 3. Eh, I'm not a Resident Evil fan in general. Basically, the only thing I like out of Capcom is Monster Hunter and Beautiful Joe. And that's it. Beautiful Joe is actually a really good game. Yeah, I love Beautiful Joe. But you're missing out on Resident Evil for sure. You're, you'll. I mean, I've played two. I don't really have an interest in playing it again. Or I know the remake's better and different, but I just I don't have an interest. I like four, but then again, that was years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, anything else you're looking forward to, Morg? Well, I'm honestly looking forward to uh, Animal Crossing New Horizon. Uh... Mm-hmm. Let me see. So, Resident Evil 3, Blood Omen 2, obviously, which I'm going to be getting. Uh, what else is there? Uh, I was thinking of... There was something else on my mind, but I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm going to list out some of, the, some of the games that we might be talking about next week. Well, I'm just going to tease one of them. It is uh, mm-hmm. a dating sim called I Love You, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> oh god yeah, i am going to be playing <laughs> that one it is a kfc it's so, a kfc love okay simulator. so i have a question real quick real quick which one of us is gonna bite the bullet and play hotelful boyfriend Ooh. Ooh. oh boy i've seen a let's play of that and that's about all i'm gonna do i've seen uh, i saw that's fine that's fine which one of us is gonna bite the bullet and talk about it because it has to be done uh i mean i might talk about it It, i'm i may have to watch the series over again i watched dodger play it uh back when it was new so i may have to rewatch it but i'll do that i I don't mind okay so but keep going mark hot toeful boyfriend oh my god Oh, this... Oh, wait. Oh, no. Wait. Is... Uh... Hotful Boyfriend's the one about your dating pigeons. Uh... You know what? Is it free? No. no. I'm not playing it then. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it again. I'm not gonna buy it. Because <laughs> I don't... That's not my favorite genre to play at all. I just, neither is it mine, but I mean, like, all the games I got were for free, at, and I'm not going to pay at least, $2. And at least Honey cents. Pop is a match three, and I actually kind of like match threes, like Bejeweled and that, and Candy Crush and that kind of stuff, oh, even though I don't play either one yeah. anymore. Honey Pop's a match three, so that's why I like playing it. Yeah. Partially. But I mean, <laughs> who's, who's going to play $2.50? To play a pigeon dating simulator. Like... A lot of people. You would be surprised. A lot of people. But they're birds! Who gets hot and bothered about birds? Um, Just... We'll talk about it then. Don't worry. There's more yeah, to there's, it. There's we'll more talk about to it. it. Don't worry. Yeah. It seems like some bestiality shit here. It seems illegal. No. No. Just... It's just not. just wait. Okay, but I'm still concerned. So, anything on the further horizon that you're looking forward to? Like, Mm. maybe cyberpunk or that kind of thing? 
Actually, yeah, my little brother is looking forward to Cyberpunk because, yeah, he is the biggest Keanu Reeves fan that there is. Oh, man. After John Wick. Whew. Oh, that actually was a really good movie. I really enjoyed the John Wick films. Number one and number three especially. But, yeah. Um, yeah, Cyberpunk is going to be an amazing game. I, I'm, I, how can it not be? Uh, what is it? At pre-order for, wait, no. Go back. Good old get yeah, September. So yeah, pre-order. It got, it got pushed $80. back. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I have no problem. Because so, perfection, you can't rush it. I'm I'm expecting this to be a really good game. My my husband is the biggest fan of not of the cyberpunk type stuff genre. Mm-hmm. Um so like I think I've shared it with, with you before, uh, Fort Juan. We have like a crap load of the old cyberpunk uh, 2020 uh, uh, pen and paper RPG books. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like we were, we were way into it way before. Like we heard CD Projekt Red was making a cyberpunk uh, based video game, and my husband like freaked out. <laughs> yeah. He yeah like this is it's it's kind of like one of those like crazy dream come true like oh if they ca if they made a movie and cast this guy is this guy. That's like the level that of hype my husband has for the Cyberpunk 2077 game. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention. Uh, yeah, Final Fantasy VII is definitely on the list, and Trials of Mana, which is uh, I think it's already out. I could be wrong. I think, I think that one is the Trials of Mana saga. Yeah, let me see. Trials of Mana remake on Switch. Oh yeah, pretty sure that's out. Yep, yep, that already. I think came I saw out. it on a shelf. Yeah, initial release date March eighteenth. Yep. So yeah, it's been out for a little while. Yeah. Yep. I can't. Pretty wait. sure I saw it at a Best Buy. I need to get that game. I can't wait to get it. It's gonna be awesome. All right. Um. So Pan, what are you looking forward to? To playing in the future. Well, to continue the the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven train. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. Um, and then uh, I'm looking forward to the uh, the Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion pass, which comes out in June, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get that because I did everything I wanted to do in Pokemon. I haven't like, done everything see, that I wanted to, and I'm still not really too keen to play it. I have I have my perfect IV bug team, and I'm good. Like, <laughs> um. I almost can't help myself with Pokemon games. I mean, that's fair. Like me and Pokemon, it's a, it's a thing. I I have several Charizards on my desk. <laughs> Which, by the way, by the way, I like Charizard way before Game Freak decided to make Charizard the one true Pokemon. Uh, Charizard was my so first I, starter. Yeah, same same here. Bulbasaur still I my got, favorite. You gotta love that that giant dragon. Yeah, I yeah. was a Gen I mean, Tour. So yeah, Cyndaquil was my boy. Yeah. So uh, anyways, um, so I I'm somewhat obligated to slash have to slash really want to buy the expansion pass for the Pokemon uh, game. Yeah. Um. So there's that coming up, and then uh, listeners may recall that a few weeks ago, or maybe it was two weeks ago, I freaked out when you mentioned that the Harvest Moon game got a release date. Yes. Harvest Moon Friends of Mineral Town Switch remake. Yes. 
Harvest Moon, um, so Harvest Moon and Pokemon are both, like, my top two, uh, franchises of video games. And there's a lot, there's a lot to get into what with the Harvest Moon franchise. There's a lot of sort of studio drama going on there. Oh, okay. We'll get, we, we can talk about that some other time, maybe. But, um, this, this, uh, I think it's called Story of Seasons now because there was, like, some copyright issues. But this Friends of Mineral Town game that's coming out, like, Oh my god, Friends of Mineral Town is like the t- is like one of the top tier Harvest Moon games. And it's on Game Boy Advance. I have uh, I have I actually have a copy of it. I have a Game Boy Advance SP that I keep around for playing such games. I also have it emulated on my computer because I legally own it. Right. I'm not even just like so Friends of Mineral Town is an amazing game. It's one of the best Harvest Moon games and I'm so hyped for it coming out on the Switch. This is one that I will completely remaster. Probably pick up. Um, I already told you I'm going to buy it for you. I will probably pick up so you don't have to buy it for me. Also, <laughs> uh, I'm interested because I have enjoyed both Stardew and uh, Animal Crossing. I'm sort of more getting into that genre. Um, I'm also curious because I, I like Stardew a lot, and you told me it's a lot like Stardew. Since you know that was their idea of a PC version of Star uh, of uh, Harvest Moon, so yeah. That reminds me. That reminds me. Um, if you have a Wii U, or if you would happen to own this, you can find it on the internet out there. Harvest Moon sixty four is probably the cl- most like Stardew Valley Harvest Moon that there is. Okay. I still have my Wii U somewhere. Um, it's, yeah, um, and I actually like I can I can hook you up. But uh, Harvest Moon sixty four, it's extremely like Stardew Valley, so I can you could you might like that, you know, sort of like dip your toes in the Harvest Moon genre. Okay. All right, I will. Uh, I'll consider playing that. But yeah, uh, so yeah, Harvest Moon, Friends of Mineral Town, Switch remake, and Pokemon expansion pack, and uh, Cyberpunk, well, all games I'm looking forward to. All right. Um... Well, I think it's no secret, especially to Morg, that I am super hyped about Diablo Four. Oh yeah, um, that's going to be an amazing. I am still, game. I am still checking almost every day for updates on that game, even though I know that we're not going to get updates for that game, and it's probably going to be delayed a whole another year because of the COVID stuff. Um, so that's disappointing, but also understandable. Um, uh, I even tried to start, no joke, at the beginning of the year, a Diablo podcast that I just never got around to. Uh, another show on top of what we're already doing here <laughs> for Diablo specifically. Um, I decided not to, though, because um, one of my favorite YouTubers, Riker, uh, actually does a better series on it already on YouTube. And it's just like, why would why would I just try to do what this guy's going to do better anyways? I mean, it's a different format, right? Discussing it and that kind of thing, but like... Eh, like it only has so much of a lifespan anyways when you talk about lore because there's only so much you can go into until we figure out what the hell is happening with Lilith in Diablo 4. So there's that. And then um, I am looking forward to the single player DLC for Doom Eternal whenever that comes out. I don't know when that is, Um, but I do have a pass to play all of that stuff. And uh, eventually, I don't know when... But I know it exists at some point is Pikmin 4, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that too. Yes. Pikmin series. That's another... Yes. 
So Pikmin 4 was teased the beginning of Switch's lifetime. It's so perfect for the Switch. Yeah, and I just... It's we haven't heard anything about it since. So, I don't know what's the... Allegedly, Miyamoto keeps wanting to work on it, but he keeps getting pulled to other projects. Yeah, that poor guy. I mean, he's amazing, but like... He has so many like passion projects at the same time on top of the projects he's already really good at. So yeah, there's all there's a lot to that. Yep. Um. Honestly, aside from those though, like the the Doom DLC, Pikmin, which we don't know, and then Diablo Four, which we don't know when that's coming out. I've actually been kind of a dry spell like things I'd be excited for. I'm not really. Uh, there's not a lot of, like, stuff in, in my series and genre that hasn't already come out recently, so I'm kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> has, uh, has Capcom talked much about what they're gonna do to follow up on Monster Hunter? Nothing at all. Future? Nothing at all. Um, yeah, um, we have no idea. Cause h- how long's Iceborne been out now? Huh? How long's Iceborne been out now? Uh, whew. Didn't it come out, like... Wasn't it, like, August of last year, Morg? Um, let me see, for, uh... Um, oh, whoops, nope. Uh, let me see. Yes, it says, uh... Wikipedia does not have a release date for Iceborne, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah. Iceborne, I uh, think it came out, um, yeah, it had to have come around, I think, August? Yeah, it probably was August. Initial release date, December 9th, 2017. What? Yeah, that no, that's Monster World. Hunter World. That's, that's, no, that's even wrong. Yeah. That's wrong, because it was January. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I remember Monster Hunter World came out, um... I went on maternity leave the day before Monster Hunter World came out, and that decision was September absolutely 6th. not at all. Yeah, there we go. September sixth of twenty nineteen. Okay, so yeah, it's 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 um, it's not had a full year yet. Um, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Iceborne. No. Yeah. Iceborne hasn't had a fair shake to be out long enough yet, so that's fine. Well, I was just curious if you guys knew. Here's the thing. Just like Call of Duty, Monster Hunter has been a yearly release since it was released. If we if we yeah. miss this year, that's the first time it's broken that record ever. In the what? We're now up to fifteen years. Sixteen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sixteen years. Um. So yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I'd like to know what's going to happen. Um. I'd also like to <laughs> know what's, you know, they do still have things coming out, I suppose. Like, uh, Alatrion is not the last thing, right, Morg? Mm-hmm. Or is it? Um, that was the last thing that they've announced so far, but I know that they, I think that they are planning something else. I'm pretty sure. Like, they wouldn't just um, leave it at that. And they, they might, though, because they might start talking about the next game. Mm. Yeah. Honestly, I'm sort of done with with World's formula in general. Um, I think that yeah. So like that we could use a change up because I mean yeah, it's been a good long while since we've been you know playing something. I need the different. 
between between the Safajiva issue and the Clutch Claw, which Clutch Claw is the thing that really grinded on grinded on me to begin with with Iceborne. What? Um, I don't know what Clutch Claw is. You'll have to explain. Oh, it. So it's a new mechanic. Um, so when uh, he talked about yeet yeeting a monster into a wall, that's part of the Clutch Claw. There's an in, there's okay. an input where you basically fire a grappling hook and attach to the monster, uh, and you can do this at any time. Uh, yep, yep. And what? Uh, there's two uses for it, uh, or three, I should say. There's basically you can change directions of the monster, uh, and you can. This combines with the yeeting, so you basically fire uh, the pods or whatever ammo, slinger ammo you have in your arm. And if you, the monster is not enraged, it will stumble the monster forward and it'll do a ton of damage if they collide with a wall or, or an obstacle a or a cliff. trap or another monster, fall off a cliff. It does a ton of damage, so it's actually very useful DPS-wise. Okay, so so it's like cheesing, uh, tripping the monster into the wall. Basically. Yeah, pretty basically, much, yeah. yeah. And I think it and takes now out it's like an, a percentage of their health, like about 10% of their health maybe? I, it does a lot of damage. I don't. I don't know the numbers on it, nor would I ever really care about the numbers. But <laughs> um, it does a lot, right? And it, it's 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 a fun mechanic, and I don't really hate that. What I really don't like is the wounding part. So every every weapon, either if you have a heavy weapon or a light weapon, which they sort of split down the line of which ones are heavy and light. And you know, some of them make sense. Great sword, heavy, right? Um, that stuff like that. Uh, Basically, one or two hits softens the part on the monster to make it a weak spot, and it could be any part of the monster that you can grab onto. Uh, that you know that has different zones, like the head, the legs, the arms, whatever. Of course, yep, yep. Um, those that in itself is pretty harmless, but my one of my favorite mechanics of Monster Hunter since it started is tail cutting. Part, break, part, uh, part breaking, all that kind of stuff. They inherently made it harder to break parts without wounding the monster now. And yeah. that has been... Ugh. They made they made it... Actually, there was a bug that made it impossible. Get this. Impossible. It was, there was the, the, the horn break point was higher than the monster's health on the Kushala Deora's horns. Not possible. Ugh. Yeah, it was pretty It was a bad. bug they fixed. They fixed that bug, but um, <coughs> still, it is it is a new required mechanic to break parts, which is one of my favorite things to do. So I'm a li- I've, yeah. I was a little disenchanted with that, but I was o- able to overlook that, and then the whole Safi Jiva shit just really pushed me yeah. over the edge. So okay. I am yeah, like, done with Iceborne. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an exclusive sword and shield player. Mm-hmm. Breaking parts is my jam. Mm-hmm. It's what I do. Yes. Oh. No, that that ticks me right oh. the hell off. Yeah, no, sword and shield is meant for breaking parts. Oh, trust me. That yes. sword and shield is probably one of the strongest weapons right now in the game. But, I mean, like... Th- oh, that's it's hilarious. Funny because, like, there's, like, this... Um, there's this move that you can execute with the sword and shield where if you have the weapon out, if you roll forward and then I think you press your left trigger, you will execute like the Shoryuken where you spin up into the air into like this uppercut with your claw. And then... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I spam that. Mm-hmm. Or I spam like the jumping up and yeah, doing that. Yeah, but it's like literally you roll forward and then you just like you release your claw, you jump up and then you uppercut into the monster's part and you grapple onto it and deal tenderizing damage. So then the part becomes automatically tenderized after you've done your move. 
Um, people Which is de- good. Yeah. Or wounded, like I was saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it becomes wounded. Um, well, that that's a shame, because I really like all the quality of life improvements that World has brought. So hopefully they find whatever comes next. I uh, hope they find, like, a happy balance between World and uh, tradi- more traditional Monster Hunter games. I want them to right. make an MMO. I mean, it would just be nice. Make it something like Final Fantasy fourteen, but more third person less orthographic you mean let us have an mmo yeah let's have an mmo why not make it a monster hunter mmo please just make it all one big map you know we can go to whatever region that we want to make it more worldly impactful rather than load screens i'd like them to stop relying on past monsters so much too that too that too like I want to see, like, all kinds of new stuff, and, like, there's, like, whole genres of monsters that don't get explored. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you've seen you've seen some of my discussions in the D&D uh, server, Fortuan. I, I love me some fighting dragons. I like putting dragons and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, more dragons is more fun, but god dang. Yeah. yeah. We, could u- we could use some mammalian monsters besides Zenogre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He kind of belonged in Portable Third, and that's kind of where he should have stayed. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Zenogre, but uh, I get tired. I'm of him. okay. He's in th- he's in three Ultimate, and I think he's fine in three okay, Ultimate. Okay, right. I I mean more that like we need some more like mammal based monsters. There's more things out there besides dragons and lizards and snakes. Yeah, we yeah. did get uh, Rajang or Rajong. Um, oh yeah, that's right. The, yeah, there's the monkey. Too. Yeah, and I would have rather seen, I would have rather seen Blangonga come in. Copper um, Blangonga, yeah, really messed people and up. And Blangonga would have been a nice fit for Iceborne, considering Blangonga was a pretty good mid-tier ice monster or snow snow biome monster. But like, I, I don't I don't really know where their headspace is. Like, they made so many fanged wyverns that it isn't even funny. Like, like yeah. they, they're like why why are there no like real good big cat theme monsters? I know we have like Nargakuga, which is kind of that way, but yeah. It's also very lizardy. Tigrex is the same way. Tigrex is supposed to be a tiger. The, yeah. yeah, but that's a, that's well, a dragon. Nargakuka is kind of weird because it's got fangs, but it also has kind of like a beak. Yeah. Well, Nargakuga is supposed to be this this thing from a science fiction story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's So, Morg, you know the Displacer Beast in uh Yes, I D&D? do. Okay, so Displacer Beast and Narcacuga are both based off of this like nineteen fifties science fiction story. Mm, cool. Yeah. It's called the, the the story I think was called the Black Destroyer. Nice. You can find yeah you can find it out on the internet because I think it's maybe public domain but you can find it. It's it's a short story. It's not that long to read. But yeah, they're both based on the same source material of this like weird cat monster with tentacles that killed a bunch of people. Yep, I love me some D and D. Spoilers for a story from the fifties, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Starship Troopers, same way from the fifties. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I, there's not actually a ton that I'm actively looking forward to. It's all sort of like in the distance, right? And, and not even defined, well defined. So like, yeah. For me, it's just like trying to find out what I want to play in the meantime. And Animal <laughs> Crossing's a nice si- aside for now, but like, um. I don't know, like, there's just, like, nothing on the horizon that, like, I'm like... Oh, that 
I just remember two things that I'm kind of looking forward to, actually. Oh, yeah? So one, um, and I don't know what the development progress on this is, but have you heard of Dwarf Fortress? Yes, I've heard of it. More? Uh, I think so. I think we have talked about it, haven't we? Yeah, we have talked about it. Yeah, we... Dwarf Fortress. Okay. So, um, a while back I saw this, like, trailer, this teaser trailer for Dwarf Fortress on Steam that actually has a usable UI. <laughs> yeah. It actually looked a, it looked a lot like RimWorld or Prison Architect. Okay. So, like, I don't know what the development progress on that is, because that was, like, two years ago that I saw this, and it's still, like, no further announcements have been made. But I'm super interested for if that ever comes to fruition. Yeah. And then there's this other game that's very much in the Harvest Moon slash uh, Stardew Valley genre. It's called Kin Seed, but it's K Y N Seed. Mm-hmm. It's in alpha right now, and I'm I very much don't like to buy games that are in alpha. Um, I'm with you there. Um, but I did buy one in alpha that I actually really like or beta. Noita, did you play Noita, Mark? Did you, did you participate in that one? Uh, I tried to, but it didn't really work out. Um. Anyways, God, that's, was that was a that. good example. It's not what you're not can see, okay. but it was a good. It was an example of a good in in progress game. Okay. Well, like Kinseed is, it's it's kind of like a, a Harvest Moon type, mm-hmm. Stardew Valley type game where you move to a, a, a village and you got like a little farm that you like, you grow stuff and you make uh, relationships with people in town. But it's also like this, uh, you know, like how in every fantasy game where like your farm burns down and then you got to go out on adventure and kill the bad guy and oh, stuff. Oh, spelled K-Y-N seed. Yeah, she yes, said. Yes, K-Y-N seed. Um... I'm not really familiar with that, but go ahead. <laughs> it, it, okay, so it's like a trope, like mm-hmm. like in Star Wars, how like you know Luke's family farm got burnt down, oh, so then he joined the rebellion. Uh, I got you. Yeah, we were drinking blue milk on that okay. farm, and now I have to settle for dirty old green walrus milk. Yeah, Ew. yeah. So like Kinseed, as far as I can tell, the, the the sort of core concept behind it is that you know you are actually like tough enough to defend your farm against the encroaching evil. And that's part of the game. Okay. Like, people who've played Rune Factory-type uh, games will kind of know what I'm talking about. And it's uh, it's very influenced by, like, old-timey, dark European folklore. Hmm. Okay. Mysterious. So I, I, I am super sold on this game. It's just that it's still in alpha, and they're still constantly adding things to it. And I kind of just want to buy it once it's com- more or less complete, so that way I don't have to play it multiple times. Yep, I see it right now. Ten bucks on um, GOG. Yeah, it's also pretty cheap. But yeah, mostly the only reason I haven't bought it is because it's not totally complete yet, and I don't want to like replay it multiple times as they add uh, tons of content. Right. Okay. That's totally fair. Like I, I understand that now. Yeah, that's very different from Noita, and I understand why. Because Noita is a um, roguelike, so you do runs, and like them adding stuff into the runs doesn't really change the game too much. Yeah. So, I can understand where that would be a little different. Hmm, okay. Oh, 
No, I am excited for something else. I forgot. Oddworld. Um, Soulstorm Brew. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is coming out really soon. I don't know when, but I... Oh, that's right. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, because I'm, I'm a big fan of Oddworld. I still say it's probably in my top five of series. Um, I love Abe's Exodus, but apparently it's not what they wanted to make out of that sequel. It was, it was a rushed game and it's not even what they wanted to do to continue the story now i'm not a big fan of new and tasty which is odyssey's remake um because i actually like odyssey better than the remake but i understand what they're doing in new and tasty they didn't change the story at all but soulstorm brew is supposed to be what they really wanted to do so i'm really excited to see because you know talking about the honey pop i like the developer intent i want to see what the developers wanted to do with it too so I want to see what the developer intent was for that story because I never got into Munches or uh, Stranger's Wrath or uh, you know the other games they made because they're all offshoots and they don't matter to their big larger story that they wanted to do, which was supposed to be a quintology. So now we get to see part two of the quintology that never happened. So I'm I'm excited. Oh, and I just remembered another game I'm looking forward to, although I won't be able to play it for some time. Okay. Because my computer's getting on, on in ages. But uh, Crusader Kings 3. Oh, yes. Ah. I plug Crusader Kings 2 whenever I can. Uh, Crusader Kings 3 was announced back in October. They said they'll release it sometime in 2020. And basically, one of their main goals with Crusader Kings 3 is to fix all the problems with the engine uh, that are there. Mm. Which... Like, that's a whole thing. I could make a whole podcast talking about, like, the, the hiccups and oddities of playing Crusader Kings 2. Because they just, they keep tacking on things, which are great and make the game better. But the engine wasn't necessarily meant to run those things. So their main goal is, like, sort of future-proofing their engine so that they can add expansions and new mechanics onto it without making it clunky and hiccupy. So they're, they're just trying to make a more perfect Crusader Kings 2. I'm completely behind this. I'm very hype about it. I want to buy it. I'm probably going to end up upgrading, like, getting a new computer, building a new computer just so I can play Crusader Kings 3. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing is I'm a little, like, lost on what to play because, like, I got this brand new shiny computer, but nothing that I really want to dig into on it. <laughs> well... It's not brand new. The case is old, but like I've replaced every essential part of my computer by this point. Yeah. So, hmm. I've been playing Grim Dawn still. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, Crusader Kings Three is like number one on my radar, and as soon as I get, as soon as I get whatever job I'm, I'm gonna get, like that's the first thing I'm doing is getting like my computer all beefed up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I think that kind of wraps us up for tonight. The tonight's fun meandering <laughs> episode. Um, have we got anything else we're looking forward to, or anything we want to talk about before we go? Nothing that really comes to mind. I mean, like, uh, well, I'll be honest with you. I mean, like, uh, my work is considered essential, but unfortunately, it's been seasonal, and since uh, the weather has not been um, cooperating for a while. Uh, it's been a while since I was able to go back to work, but thankfully I'll be able to go back outside and uh, finally do some garden work for people. Mm -hmm. So, nice. yay, I'll have money in my pockets again, which means I'll be able to buy video Good. games. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, 
I already got my government money. That already happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got our government money the other day. I already told Fortuan about this, but Morg, I bought, with my fun part of the government money, I bought a whole bunch of gear to make a crap load of mead. Oh, mm-hmm. wait, mead? As in, like, mm-hmm. yeah. honey? She's, she's a, running an at-home brewery. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, my husband... My husband's grandma got me this, like, mead starter set for Christmas. And so I made, like, a gallon of mead with it. And I, I was very amused with the with it. I enjoyed the results. So with my government money, I went out and I bought, like, a, uh, a seven-gallon fermentation bucket and a bunch <laughs> of uh, secondary fermentation jugs. Oh. And this, this buddy of, this mutual friend of mine of Four Twans is, like, wa- walking me through it. And he recommended a good book to get. So in about three to six months' time, I'm gonna have a uh, a a lot of wine, my, a lot of honey wine. My nice. goodness! Oh. I don't drink, but nice. <laughs> yep. So the yeah, the thing that gets me is that like the materials I need for like a bottle of mead, it's about twenty to twenty five bucks around here, and for that much money, I can ma- I can buy enough materials to make one or two gallons of it. Holy mm. crap! That is a lot. Yeah, it is. Just like Stardew, though, you you empty it, you got to refill it. I know. That's true. But hey, at least now she has the means to be able to make her own booze. That's actually really awesome. Yeah, it is. So that's another way I'm getting through quarantine. Unfortunately, I would have to go all the way out to Barhead in order to be able to get more of that Saskatoon Berry Moonshine that I like so much. Mm, It's good stuff. I'm just drinking Mountain Dew Voltage. That's it. <laughs> and Good water, on, yeah. of course. You can't go wrong with but that yeah. stuff, though. I mean, part of what it's been getting me through is I've been watching a lot more movies and that kind of stuff. Like, I saw Knives Out, finally. That was amazing. I've been watching The Community for the first time. Uh, except for, I have always seen the, the D&D episode. If, uh, I don't remember the episode of number. Course. It's like, season two episode, it's either 14 or 16, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, that is an amazing episode of the community. You don't need to know anything about the community to watch it. It's the, it's the, the legend of fat Neil, I think is the name of the episode. So good. So good. Oh man. I love it. It was, uh, I'm not even, I wasn't even attached. You know? Huh? Yeah. Have you ever, I don't know if you were of the correct age. Yeah. You and I are about the same age, The Dexter's lab episode uh, regarding D&D. I vaguely remember it, yes. You should go back and rewatch it. Because Dexter's, like, ultimate, like, destroyer character that he wanted to play, his name is Gygax. Ah, that's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> yeah. That- but anyways, like, little little kid me, not knowing anything about what the D&D and the devil worship that comes along with it, I was like, man, I'd like to play that game someday. Yeah. I got a lot of that from my friends, and fortunately, my parents are nerds also, and we all played D&D when I was a kid sometimes. I didn't get it, um, but they were in high school playing. And in fact, a lot of this stuff that I have, that it's like stuff that I use with people, is actually some of my dad's inventions from when he was in high school. Um, oh my god, what a nerd. Yeah, I know. He has the... Uh, it's amazing he ever got laid. Well, my mom's a nerd too. She's an art nerd. She's an art teacher. It's- Oh my so, 
Um, one of my favorite things, though, is that, that he made. Feel free to use this. I don't know. You can update it because it's actually a very simple trap. It's a, you know, like a lot of people use like the, um, the, the vat of acid or that kind of thing. Like I literally. Uh-huh. So imagine a trap that you go down a grease slide, not too original. Uh, it has tiny wires that cut you on the way down. Not for a lot of damage, but basically think of like a bunch of paper cuts, right? Oh, that sounds awful. Oh, no. And then it drops you into a vat of banana pe- banana pepper juice. Oh, oh no. That is a trap that he made uh, that, that I have yeah. used before. Oh, no. It is funny because it's not normally lethal. Uh, it is just very damaging and very annoying to the character. Oh, you would to not get out be of. able to make any of your concentration saves. Ugh. Nope. That would be hell <laughs> as a spellcaster. Yep. Uh, it's so fun. Uh, and then there's all it. the... Uh, then there's all sorts of traps he had. Like uh, This one's pretty classic, too. Like Think of like a... There's a spike pit uh, beneath you. Uh, or not beneath you, but in front of you. You can see it. There's nothing hiding it. And there's a giant gem sitting on a pedestal in the wall. Like Aladdin, like, sitting on the gem, don't touch it. Oh, yeah. Kind of thing. Um, and they're like, well, easy. For, easy for me. I'm a wizard. Mage hand, right? Uh, <coughs> it actually has an anti-magic field sitting right in front of the thing. So, like, how? Oh, my God, yes. I love that. How are you supposed to get this? What What people don't do is they do a lot of detect magic and they see the anti-magic field, but there's actually an invisible floor that walks right up to it. Oh, that That's is it. funny as hell. Oh, wait, so if it were like a major illusion, would you be able to use detect magic to notice that there was a... Uh... So what it is, is is the way it was described. Now, I this differs per DM, but it was so magical that it just looked like the whole room was magical. Of course. I've done that. Of course. So you're like, I don't know. So then uh, one time uh, someone just did, did a jump check to see if they could just jump and sort of grab it and then try to jump back off of the wall, sort of do a wall bounce, you know, like free running. Mm. Um, try to do that, and they just landed on the ground. They're like, oh, I guess I'm safe. <coughs> so then they jumped back and made it, but, like, they didn't know, like, the, the, the whole, like, think of it like a 10-foot you know, any other standard dungeon, like 10 foot wide hall, just like the middle three feet is what, what is there. That's it. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. It's fun to, it's fun to use some of my dad's old traps and stuff, but, um, I actually do more of the monster work, obviously myself. So I've actually never unleashed a couple of my monsters on people. Never. Oh. So my favorite, my favorite uh, dumb trap, and my husband—he's about to start glaring at me. <laughs> I call it the dagger lock. Okay. So it is—it is a lock mechanism, and it's pretty ubiquitous because you know it's very popular. Everybody from like Asmodeus down in hell to Bahamut in Celestia has bought these dagger locks to lock their doors with. Oh, okay. If, if a lock pick, now this is a purely mechanical thing, so detect magic won't detect it. If a lockpick is inserted into the lock, mm-hmm. a dagger will immediately spring out of the lock and stab the lockpicker in the eye. Oh, no. Oh, that's horrible. 
Yeah. Every every door. It doesn't matter where it is. Every door. They mage hand the door first to see if there's a dagger lock in it. <laughs> You've made them fr- afraid. <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've got this wonderful Reddit post. I'll link you guys sometime about the dagger locks and the origin of them and stuff because it, it was a wonderful session of D&D. And I recorded, like, this amazing reaction for one of my players with it. But, yeah, the dagger lock. Nice. In order to unlock it, they basically, like, I set a DC for the locked door, right? Mm. They gotta pass that DC by plus five in order to not trip the dagger. Mm. By the way, if they get stabbed with it, the, the springs pull the dagger back inside after they get stabbed. So it can stab twice. Oh! <laughs> I love it. That is nasty. Uh, yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm still bouncing around the idea of running a and d game online still, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm already playing in two and trying to cut one back already, so who knows? All right. Well, I think that's it for tonight, guys. We're we almost got out under two hours, I think, right? Woo! Um. So this is Fortwan. You can catch me at Hunter Sub Pod on Twitter. Um. I haven't been doing a lot of Twitter stuff lately, although I did. Um. I did put up my Kaga Demon art. Where's that? <laughs> Uh, I made a scared cacodemon running away from the Doomslayer. <laughs> um, but yeah, not much else going on in there. But uh, I will see you guys on the next quest. And on that quest, where you go, where will you be, Morg? Enunciate, well, <laughs> I'm probably going to be on Twitter for you know. Well, unfortunately, because I'm going to be working for a little bit longer, I'm probably not going to be yeah. on Twitter as much, and I'm probably not going to be playing as many video games. But if you want, you can check me out on Twitter at MorganHay3. Uh, you can also check me out um, on PlayStation. Um, usually I'm in the, a lot of the hubs, and I'm looking around for pretty decent players. So, yeah, if you want to hit me up, um, it's Mo the Average Joe. Actually, you know what? I should probably put that in my Twitter as well, uh, what my PSN is. Or maybe just on Discord. Yeah, you know what? Discord. You can catch me also in Discord. And... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be busy for the most part, but wherever there's time, I'll probably be able to play with you guys, chat with you at mm-hmm. the works. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. And Pan, what about you? Well, um, I will still be in r slash D&D behind the screen, yelling at people to uh, read the rules before they post. And if uh, any of the listeners out there play Animal Crossing and they need uh, some fruit or, you know, they just want to hang out, come check out my island, go ahead and at me in the Hunter's Hub server and I'd be uh, happy to play Animal Crossing with you. True for me as well. Uh, I don't play as much on my own, but uh, I'm I'm interested in playing with some people. So, yeah, that's fun. Um, And eventually, and I say eventually, I will finish my next ecology and then down the road, I am planning on working on Displacer Beasts, man. It is on my list. Woo! Yay! I do believe my next one is already decided after Wolfkin, which is going to be Hags. I need to fill out some of this. Oh, fun! Yeah, I need to fill out some spaces because we lost a bunch on, on D&D behind the screen. From accounts getting deleted, so we lost their posts. Um, there's actually a good list of eight like very common monsters that aren't on the uh, ecology project right now. Oh wow! Oh oh wow! 
uh, that's what I did orcs for, uh, you know, months back is because we didn't have orcs and we don't have, oh, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a, there's a, well, we, we gotta get, we gotta get wrapping up here, but, um, maybe you should, uh, you should, uh, talk to Hippo a bit about maybe doing a, Hey PSA, the, the ecology project could you, you know, the ecology project wants to recruit you type of thing. Right. I don't know if you've gotten to do that because I know Doug did a grimoire one a few months ago. So I bet he'd let you do an ecology one. Yeah. So like, ju- this is just a quick list of things that aren't there that should be, right? So we don't have hippogriffs, hags, grimlock, gricks, displacer beasts, dark dark mantles, wraiths, or owl bears. Whoa, that is a huge list of monsters that you don't have. Freaking owl bears aren't there? Nope. Aren't on there? Wow. Yep. Uh, and I check every once in a while to make sure they're all still there. I feel like I'm the only one that <laughs> that checks, even though I'm not a moderator anymore and i still i still care very much for the project um yeah so yeah anyways uh thank you guys for listening tonight and we'll see you later